Good afternoon, Michael Malice here, and let that be your welcome for the next hour. We have with us legendary comedian Kurt Metzger, host of the Can't Get Right podcast. I just did your show a few weeks ago. I really had a great time. And yeah, I'm like, I, I, <laughs> I'm glad you agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My show's great. And I was really excited to have you back on to my show. And just before we start recording, uh, you and I both, I think, have a very dark sense of humor. We were just talking about how we're boomers. Like I was trying to get my headphones in. I had them by mistake in the microphone jack instead of the headphone jack. I didn't really think it would make much of a difference, and it did. But the joke being that nowadays, instead of luring kids into your house to uh, like like molest them, let's lure them into your house so that they can help you with your tech. Just my webcam is not working, and I hang out outside of school until <laughs> some butterfingers. Yeah. Do you remember? Uh, you know, you couldn't have now. Remember, fucking Mister Wizard? It was just like an old man in the neighborhood, and oh yeah, he was just teaching kids about science. But, like, not even good science. It was like, all right, you can make a volcano. Like, how is that even a volcano? It's just baking soda. Like, you could touch it. It's not like your hand's going to become bone. And that, that, yeah, it was really kind of annoying. Um, and he also, I think there's, I think there's a supercut of him being very passive aggressive toward these kids. And, like, oh, really? yeah, he was kind of a jerk. Yeah, because he's like, because basically a lot of these kids were dumb as hell and they didn't really right. care about about science. And if you care about science, like astronomy, like what are you going to see in his house, right? You're nothing. So yeah, he would right. really be trying to push them along and they were like not having it. And he'd be like kind of passive aggressive or I'm making this up and making it funnier in my head. But one of those things is true. It's funny to read into passive aggressive, like Wesley, get the volcano. Like <laughs> it's just a volcano. It's not a real volcano, Wesley. Just <laughs> Did you I, say Wesley because of Mr. Belvedere? No, there was a, Wesley was the kid that I'd see on Mr. Wizard. Oh, really? Yeah. But okay. I think like Nickelodeon that I watch as a kid, I'm 43. So when I look back, I'm like, now I think everything was grooming. Like everything. Well, <laughs> had this fixation with like, you'd say the wrong thing and they drop like fluids on you. <laughs> like that was like... You said, I don't know. And they're like, Ooh, and everything was like, oh, kids like to get sloppy. Or like, we do. <laughs> well, now, that, we, well yeah. now we do. Now yeah. we realize it's fun for adults to pour buckets of. Whoa, I got slimed. <laughs> that's my, that's like supposed to be your two dreams when I was a kid is getting slimed on Nickelodeon and meeting Michael Jackson. That was like the upheld as the. <laughs> the that's the. Of child success. And there's that Venn diagram. Yeah. <laughs> which happens to a very few kids who are now wealthy. Yeah. By the way, I love how Corey Feldman, because remember he had that build up that he was going to reveal all these like Hollywood and he just like revealed Charlie Sheen again. Yeah. Two guys you never heard of. And uh, except like he revealed what kind of lube Charlie Sheen used, which was Crisco. That was like, I guess what he had been holding back. But he said Michael Jackson, now, like, that was the one guy. That's how many pedophiles that he grew up around. That the only time he felt safe was to sleep over at Michael Jackson's. That's the whole like, Michael. I just want to cuddle. And Michael, Michael was a gentleman. <laughs> this is not where I expected this episode to go, but yeah, I'm all about it. <laughs> yeah, this this is not a Lex Friedman interview. <laughs> you don't know that. I was you watching that. I was watching that yesterday, the the because I'll watch a lot of his. How did you know that guy? Uh, Lex reached out to me 
uh, over a year ago. And he actually came down to the gas chamber to interview me about my book. Mm. And he waited so long to release it. It was like, uh, like totally outdated. So, and like, if I, nothing happened to it, I forgot about it. And then I'm like, wait a minute, I reached out to him and he's like, yeah, I'm sorry. It was outdated. Like come down to Boston and do it again. And since he and I both are like Rogan people in a broad sense, he's, you know, we're both Russian Jewish from this, you know. He uh, is right. That's what yeah, yeah. Okay. So, I'm a Jew hunter. I meant to ask. Uh, <laughs> I'm having a glass of milk and asking you about, uh, and what about Lex Friedman? Is he? <laughs> Does this scare you, Jew? Uh, <laughs> Friedman, eh? That wouldn't be a Jewish Uh-oh. name. <laughs> Is that an IE or an E? <laughs> so I, w- I went down to Boston, and uh, it's not easy, as you know, when you do these like marathon shows yeah. you know, that are so long, like four hours long. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. I, so, thought, I used to, when Rogan started, I used to, I remember it being like, this is long. Like Rogan would go a long time. Like, uh, do you know the secret about the uh, Rogan? This is this is such inside baseball, but I think people like this. Do you know the secret about Rogan and the episode lengths? No. Okay, I'll t- I'll tell this story because I get to out. Well, I'm not going to say the person's name. So Rogan goes to. It's like you know how back in the day we're going to show ourselves old farts. Back in the day, Johnny Carson, if he liked you as a comedian, uh, but if he liked you, he would bring you over to the couch to do a little interview. And that was the signal to Hollywood that Johnny approves. So Rogan, I don't think this is on, on purpose, but it's a thing. Like he'll go two hours, but if right. he likes you, he'll go for like three. Like if you have and, a good time, right? Yeah. And it, it makes perfect sense. You know what I mean? Like if his show, as you know, works well when it's two people just vibing and growing out. And just yeah. and, and the audience gets to feel like they're hanging out with two guys having a fun conversation instead of pitching their yeah, latest shitty really book. Good. Like, like I, I remember when he started it. Like I did it when he started it, and then like well, I did one kind of recently, like in May, and I, and like I don't, I had, I don't really listen to podcast. I don't drive, so I, I right. I'm, I'll be on any podcast, but I, I don't really like listen to. Them, but I start seeing the clips on YouTube, and I'm like, he's a good fucking interviewer. Like, yeah, it's and it's really fun. Um, yeah. But if he so if he like so if he likes you goes full three. So the last time I was on, I had dinner with a, uh, a friend later, and they're like, "Oh, I'm like, oh, I'm coming for Rogan." And he's like, "Oh, how long did you guys go for?" I'm like, "Oh, three, it's three hours." Oh, cool. And it took me like half an hour to realize, oh, this shady bitch. He's trying to figure <laughs> out if the appearance went well. All right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what ends up happening. Yeah, that's a, uh, the amount of like, that's how big it's gotten. That there's that kind of like weird skullduggery around it now of oh, like yeah. super conscious of like the status involved that's what all that bullshit is where they're like you know they want to protest him he just has a huge audience and he's not there's no flag planted on him from like the proper uh i don't know the current like woke authority that should run all media the cathedral yeah they're yeah, they're right. resentful that he's providing an alternative path to knowledge because yeah. they're they only work if they have a monopoly so that's why yeah. the fact that even Fox News, which is milk toast, exists, is a huge issue for them because it's got to be 100% or nothing. Because even if you have 10% of people not listening, right away people have the, uh, the ability to choose and they can't have that because then some yeah. people are going to be choosing the wrong thing. And you can't, uh, there's no uh, like escapism 
Right. I, I, like any, uh, this guy, your boy Zach that I like on uh, YouTube, who, cause I used to be in a, com- I used to like, before I was a comedian, I was going to art school and I wanted to do com- draw, uh, you know, make comics. And I never, uh, I just started doing comedy and just stopped like drawing, but I would be getting on a plane and I would see like, I'm like, Oh, what's happening with, I don't know, whatever something man or, you know, like, and, and I, I guess around 2013, all the comics started becoming like pure woke garbage. Yeah. And this guy would review them. And the thing is like, they smeared this guy. He, he's got a lawsuit going on cause they were like making, they ruined some deal for him. Is this so, Ethan Van Skyver? No, it, it's, uh, uh, his name's not Zach. It's Richard Meyer. Okay. But, but that's the name. Like, I think his, it's called comics matter. Now his, it used to be called diversity in comics, but okay. this guy's critiques are so not even remotely scathing. In any way. They're like, and right. also people who have like really smeared him, if they make something he likes, he'll say it's great. Like the exact opposite of one of these people, like everything you do is bad. Like he's just a very, like he's a veteran and like he, the way, and then I fucking Jim Jeffries, while I was always cool with, they did, I think he just doesn't give a shit about comics and it was an easy talk and then an editor made this, but they tried to like edit him to look like he's a, you know, he's just mad that black people are allowed to be in comics. Right. Ridiculous. It was fucking ridiculous. And uh, that started, I remember when Gamergate started oh, yeah. and, and I was like, I can't stand gate on the end of things. So I was like, I shut up. But that was like, nobody was manning the wall because who cares about video game nerds? Right. And it was an easy way in. And, and this guy, uh, uh, Richard Meyer, that he he says like, they it's not about making money; it's about planting your flag. Yes, and claiming territory. Absolutely, like, well, these people aren't making dominance. They, yeah, they don't make shit. That all they want is to feel complete dominance <laughs> yes. over every aspect of everything. Yeah, I talk about this heavily in my books, and you write. And one of the points I made recently is being virulently anti-racist is the only opportunity for lowest status whites to present as better than somebody else. Right, you, right. <laughs> That's true. I'm not kidding at all. If well, I, I got nothing even... going for me, literally nothing, right. if I'm unattractive and poor and untalented and humorless, which I am, this is my one chance to be better than somebody else in some context. It's very similar to being racist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Pretty much case. on every level. Uh, well, what about like, you know, elites? <laughs> do, what is that? Like just a thing where you have to pretend, you know. Well, that's, I mean, that's maintaining your hold on power and status. You know what I mean? Like a lot yeah. of like musicians, it's like out of politics. If you look at music, right? Like a lot of these bands are only big because of the hype machine. And you've got to maintain the hype yeah. going to make sure this kind of fun, but it's like a souffle. As soon yeah. as the machine turns and they go like on an indie label, there are no sales whatsoever. Yeah, right. I, I can't believe like, you know, I was talking to somebody about a uh, nice gate with Ellen DeGeneres, oh, <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres bombshell that she isn't nice. <laughs> and uh, that's, it's fucking amazing to me. Like the, the level of like, if I, I could think of like 20 people off the top of my head, if you think that's bad, that Ellen's not nice, who by the way, are probably woke as hell. Like their middle name is probably BLM on their Twitter. Yeah, right yeah, now, yeah. Who would be just ruined with like a random story. I, or a lot of other comics just have in their heads about that. They wouldn't be ruined because well, the middle name is BLM. Do you get it? Well, that Ellen's protect- not ruined. Ellen's fine. Well, I don't mean. I, I mean, they're like the persona Ellen's, would be destroyed. Like people yeah, would be like, like, yeah. Her, her, like, uh, it's uh, that guy that was on with you, Alec. He, he when I first discovered him talking about, uh, he was calling it redistribution of reputation. Yeah, like they can't do it with your money, 
but they're like, and I went through it where uh, these people would, and I was like, do you think like you get like the keys to my shitty apartment or something? Yeah, you- I want to talk to you about that in a second, but here's another one that people don't remember. In the 90s, Rosie O'Donnell was nicknamed by the press as the Queen of Nice. That was her name. I remember that, yeah. And now you look back on it, like I'm not a Rosie hater. Because yeah. the point I make is if my bully became president, I'd lose my mind too. <laughs> because yeah, that's no, like that, some Twilight I, Zone I level stuff. <laughs> like, I, this is one of fucking Bill, um, Bill, I think Bill Moy said that I thought was hilarious. He was like, Trump's major qualification is he once fought Rosie O'Donnell to a standstill. <laughs> if, you go I mean, on, <laughs> if you go on YouTube, people don't remember this. People remember in 2016 or 15 when Megyn Kelly says he calls women pigs and slobs and he interrupts her and goes, only Rosie O'Donnell. If you go back on YouTube, you could look at these interviews that he was doing at the time. I don't remember when it was on Access Hollywood Entertainment Tonight. And he's riffing like an improv comedian because there's different interviews. And it's the content's the same, but the words are slightly different. He's like, okay, Rosie, <laughs> listen, you're disgusting. And as disgusting as you are on the outside, inside, you're much worse this world. She's a no talent. And Rosie, if you're not careful, I'll get your girlfriend. And it'll be very easy, believe me. I'm with you. You're horrible. <laughs> but there's five interviews where he just does the same material, but they're like slightly different. So it's not just that one clip. It's right. like you, all day he was saying it over and over to Entertainment Weekly. <laughs> that was his PR. Holiday. <laughs> she's disgusting I, she's a bully she's no talent that's what i resent the most about is is of uh, that's my beef which is like he can he can do all the edgy material i have to conduct myself like i'm fucking michelle obama <laughs> so i <laughs> you don't want to lose your netflix deal but is that a testament to your genitalia <laughs> <laughs> what i'm saying is i have a huge cock <laughs> shocked me so twitter has trending topics as people know but they also it just was recently revealed and this is not a surprise that they have like a, a function to block certain topics from trending because if, if topics oh. are trending they don't want it to trend um remember yang said cnn fucked him is that and didn't they block that yes it's something like that but one thing that happened recently is after michelle obama's like convention talk like big mike was trending on twitter because that's what like the q people call her uh, that, and like Joan Rivers said that she's transgender and they left it up and I don't think they knew what Big Mike was a reference to but I was like holy yeah, right. crap and that's I really like her amazing. a lot that's like amazing. she's a nice lady oh like, yeah I, you know I like I was like so pro Obama the whole time when he was in and I really didn't know the shit that I didn't like about Obama till after and yeah. I was like that's why I'm not like I, 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 I'm like I, it seems more dangerous to me like I'm like, oh, this is a good guy, and then I'm like, wait a minute, not one. Every one of these things, I would not approve of. Sure, but that doesn't. I mean, her, like, her big thing is she doesn't like fat kids. Like, I mean, okay, sign me up, lady. She just wants you to eat some broccoli. Yeah, and she grosses me out. They have like a Netflix, like the there's a White House to Netflix pipeline. Like that's fucking gross to me. But just, what? There's always been a White House to publishing pipeline. Like every president yeah. and every first lady gets like twenty million for their memoir. I know. Isn't that amazing? Like, you, that's not enough. You got to still get the fucking Goldman Sachs speaking uh, thing. And, you know, like. Well, this is a. I mean, Thatcher, when she left the prime ministership in 1990, she had literally zero dollars in her bank account. Literally. Really? And they're like, don't worry, lady. We're just going to get you speaking gigs because it's, it's they get to be the trophy wife. Right. I guess like, I'm gold- jealous. I, I'm like speaking. What are you? 20,000. I know he's not funnier than me giving that speech. 
for whatever for you what is it like a million dollars a pop uh, yeah. i'm probably lowballing it but then think about it this way this is how i think about it you know that whole Dale carnegie thing about like how you have to show up your neighbor right like if you have a better house you have a better car you, you have to be ostentatious because success attracts success if right. my company can attract barack obama right it's going to be easy to get you to invest in me because clearly things are doing so well if i can drop this kind of money on these kind of speakers yeah what the fuck does he talk about like i I get that part of it. I just don't get the actual practice of we're all going to sit and listen to him. Give it, I like, think probably like, leadership. Oh, God. It's a nightmare to be corporate. It just seems like a of fucking course, nightmare. It's a nightmare. Hey, guys. Michael Malice here. want to take a second to talk about our new sponsor, IP Vanish. Now, this is an incredibly important tool that helps you protect your privacy online. If you go to ipvanish.com slash malice, you get 75% off the regular price. Plans start at just $325 a month. Let me explain what it is. If you don't want cyber criminals stealing your data, if you don't want marketers to track what you're buying, you need IP Vanish. It's a VPN that creates a private connection from your computer, phone, or tablet, which protects your identity and encrypts your data. If people are using torrents, which are illegal, you may get strikes from your cable provider. But if you use IP Vanish, theoretically... That would be resolved. It's great for protecting your data from hackers, especially when using public Wi-Fi that isn't secure. With IP Vanish, your real IP address disappears. You can't be tracked online. Just three twenty-five a month. Going go to ipvanish.com/malice. You get seventy-five percent off their regular price, and you could start protecting yourself online today. Let's get back to the show. Let's so let's talk about your drama because you're one of the few people I know. Yeah. who has been targeted by um, cancel culture. Without Before actually, it was that, back when it was just call-out culture. <laughs> but also, you weren't actually accused of anything being doing that horrible. It's not like you were accused of assault. It's I, not uh, like I was accused of a, being a rape apologist. Right, right? but that's Whatever very that different. Is. This is why I'm comfortable talking about it. It's not like you were yeah. accused of actually laying your hands on someone and right. doing some kind of crime. And that oh, they, become- they said I was a domestic, this, this crazy chick fucking... The smears that went around about me are fucking crazy. I, like, I, I couldn't even believe it. And they're things that you can't even sue for because it's just like shit that was out of context and framed differently. So like I said actual words, but for like a week, I watched every outlet. Well, let's talk about it. how this started. Yeah. Your friend, what was his name? He got accused. Well, it's not my friend. That's me. Oh, okay. So I don't want to put words in your mouth. Can you tell the story from your perspective, which I'm yeah, sure you've so told this before? Guy who, this guy who like uh, – I. I, I won't even say his name because I, like, I, I can I interrupt because this is yeah. this shows how it works automatically. If yeah. you are coming to someone's defense, it's assumed you guys are besties and that if this one's guilty. Then yeah, you're probably guilty, that. too. Yep. See, that's and, how it and works. I couldn't even that part. I couldn't like Kurt Metzger defended his friend. I'm like, that's a he's not yeah. even I don't know the fucking guy. <laughs> I'm defending me. And yeah. Anyone else. All right. So yeah, yeah. it basically started because I, I used to be like on Facebook a lot. Okay. And I used to use it almost like a diary, which is insane to think about now. Yeah. Like even Anne Frank, they didn't put her diary out until her dad edited the, all the N words out and sex stuff. <laughs> but you know, they found out recently all the perverted jokes. Yeah. Right. I, well, yeah, yeah. I knew about that a while ago. You get the one in school that you read that yeah. they found it after the hall and they clean, like, we got to clean this up and then you could read it. Yeah. So it's insane to do that. But I was like, it's just, I used to be like, my Facebook's bad. Like leave. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I got a line of people, and I'm like, let's like, uh, this is my process that I'm allowing you to see. Yeah, and one in ten maybe things will be funny or good, and the rest will be just garbage. Like, 
Brainstorming not, humor. That's not how paying works. me for this. I don't yep. care if you think it's good or not. Yep. So, and I was cocky about it, and I was very cocky making fun of these people now that that are like kind of empowered culturally. Because back then you could be like, shut the fuck. Like you just mock them. But Mike Shea, who I always liked, he was the first guy. This letter had gone around from UCB that so-and-so, it said UCB, has, after an investigation, has determined that this guy is guilty of rape. But this is UCB is the improv troupe. Uh, improv, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And uh, so I only knew about because Mike Shea said, go to the police. Why are you sending this to me on Facebook? Yeah. And I was like, this is fucking crazy. And I put... And so I put a thing about that, like nothing like pretty much the same as what Shay said. Now, I was already on a feminist shit list from mocking this fucking demented chick that uh, uh, there's a comic, Sam Morell. So like oh, yeah. years he's friends. I just had Joe Mackey on last week. He's great. Okay. So he had this chick writing like smear shit about him. And I and I was like, we should Sam be- got smeared? Because uh, he had, I don't want to say smear, but he, he had a joke. He was attacked. having sex. He got attacked. Yeah, he's having sex with a black woman, and he was really uncomfortable because she kept saying the N word, and like she was like, "No, okay, yeah, it's like so." And this chick, it's like I can't believe how much play she got off my name too. So I, it's like I don't even want to say these people's name, but she okay. wrote the whole thing, and and I, I have a massive aversion to like some dipshit blogging about what I can. Yeah, of course. Even if the joke's bad or whatever, like. The, the consequences of me fucking up are you won't laugh and I have a bad set. There's already well, a... And it's personal for you because you came out of like kind of an extreme religious background. So yeah, all I'm, your I'm, life I'm growing up, you were... Hyper, t- hypersensitive too. Yeah, all your life, and every it, aspect of your life had to be kind of controlled and in a certain context. And, yeah, and, right. certain, and so now it's like, I, I, we, we did that already. I'm growing up now and I'm not... Yeah, it, 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 probably the driving force of yeah. my life is that. So uh, we I, I made up this thing. I'm like, let's just say that this, this girl is a character. She doesn't exist. And she's a person we made up to make a point about free speech. And we oh, like Tony Clifton. <laughs> yeah. For, so for about a day, maybe not even a full day on Facebook, all these people thought she's not a real person. They thought she's someone we made up. Okay. Now this person is demented. And if I knew this, I thought it was like a Jonathan Swiftian yeah, yeah. level thing. This, uh, whoa, I shouldn't have done that because wow, that was like, Hey, said I don't exist. And so she's she trying to erase me. Yeah. <laughs> she went through my whole, Facebook, I mean, calm everything. And I would like post way too much. So like I wouldn't go through my Facebook just to find something to get me on. Okay. And made a collage of every, and and I posted it on my Facebook. I was like, this is awesome. Look at this. Like she made a, like, I don't, you know, this is before now where like the fear people just live with. And uh, so she, she couldn't, she was Wait, watching Kurt Metzger before the fear. <laughs> and, uh, it was great. It was fucking great. Okay. And, um, and she, uh, so, so basically, after I post this, then some other dipstick wrote a thing, a blog at me called Kurt Metzger should shut the... F-. My problem was this. One, was, you, uh, was it UCB SV, SVU now? Like, what, what do you mean after an investigation? Go to the fucking police. Like, yeah, but Kurt, you try- go on- yeah. I've been to those shows. They're trying to find the punchlines. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? It, uh, okay. So well, <laughs> I, I got to not jump in. So my thing was... I, okay, don't go to the police if you don't want, but like before we go to say that an, a clown school has determined the guilt of a fucking rape case, yeah, maybe hit up the cops because let's say the guy did it. And I don't think him losing his once a month show at UCB is enough of a <laughs> penalty yeah. for being a, ra- a serial rapist, you know? So guilty doesn't really apply. It's just this is a fucked up way to be doing this. Yeah. 
Okay, so then that so all these people. So I wasn't going on other people's things saying this is all coming on mine. And then basically, and this is before I understood what the game was, and, it, yeah. and this developed over the years. The game is to bait you yep. into saying anything that can be used. Yep, yep, yep. Because you're so not double down because you did nothing wrong, right? Yeah, and this one like open mic. I think she's out here. I never heard of her again. This nothing, so I won't say her name, but. She had this whole stupid thing she said to me um, on my, and I would respond to her, and then she ended up erasing everything she said. So it looks like I'm just saying it to no one. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like the, and I'm putting in my like in my fucking post. I'm responding to her article that I posted. Yeah. Like, so then that got taken, and now I am shaming rape. They, she went to some women's group where one of these girls who who I later talked to, and I totally believed her when I talked to her. Also, I was like. And if you're going to say like you, okay, don't even go to the cops. It, just tell me what the fuck happened and don't tell me you've just determined. And that's all the details. Tell the whole story. If you're going to yeah, tell yeah. the story, I'm for that. I'll, I'll, like, I'll hear you out. And, and if sometimes the story has a ring of truth, to, I'm not even asking for court evidence. It's just extremely disturbing to me that this is a, the thing you heard about on campuses. Here's, and here's the other thing. The whole point of improv is the audience throws that info and then you guys use that info to make a story, right? So give me the data. Tell me right. what happened. And then I'll be, and a lot of times these stories, they do like Bill Cosby. I don't need a court trial. I don't believe 50 women who don't know each other, who have independently the same story are lying. I don't, I'll believe some of them are fine. There's yeah. no way this guy's going to say my I know a lot of people that of, of all, of all 57 genders who something like that has happened to. Yes. We it's both very do. common. Yes. So, Anyway, the, it started to blow up, and then it got picked. Then they, so then they started going. But, let me. I'm sorry, oh. I got to interrupt because I think it really needs to be clear what we're both saying. We're saying both these things happen a lot. Yeah. And this is not the appropriate way to handle these things when they yeah, happen. Social media it's, is not, right. Is not I, no, just mean like the UCB. If someone in a community has credible multiple accusations of literal rape. The answer isn't like, well, he can't do improv here. No, 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 no. That's not cool because that's just him being off the hook and he's free to do whatever he wants. Well, I found out later that they had known for quite some time. Yeah. So this is like they were like, they were like, yeah. And they were like legally. And the girl who posted that was not someone who worked for UCB. She was like an acquaintance of one of the victims okay. who was a feminist. So she was like, I have to take to Facebook and announce this. And she actually, UCB was going to sue her for that. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and UCB was like, well, we can't really end his show just because someone said he raped, which I think legally they maybe can't even, but they weren't like any kind of good guys. You know, it, it's sure. just like a college or a church. Sure. You know, like that college campus thing where like, we're yep. going to have a rape trial here that you can't defend yourself at. And then we don't get sued and we're not known as a school where yeah, yeah. rapes constantly happen because they do. So, uh, it, it started to like real like snowball and like I would and so I'm already at this point a social media addict that can't just like not answer and and I'm like getting accused all this crazy and I'm like and also it, it was like so like a King Kong swatting at biplanes you know what yeah, I mean yeah, like yeah. that feeling and um and then they started going well, he's a rapist right King Kong when he, he, he grabs that girl I'm, yeah. I mean, there's it's degrees. Assault. He's an assault. It's certainly assault when you grab a woman and carry I mean, her out of the house. You know, he's barely a sentient creature. I don't. That doesn't absolve him. I mean, I don't know. She didn't have to be dancing around. I don't want to blame the victim, but she was dancing around and tumbling around King Kong. But anyway, they uh, it, it still was going nowhere. 
and my name isn't wasn't like big enough for it too. However, I used to write for Amy Schumer's show, which, and also this is the thing they kept reporting that I got fought, like the show had ended. So if I'm if I was working for somebody, I wouldn't really be posting shit. Sure, sure. Because why would I? But on my own time, I don't. You know. So they started going at her. Did you know right. Kurt Maz? Right. And that's when the press got involved, and that's when this other demented person that we pretended didn't exist got involved. Who later in the Wik- in the WikiLeaks Hillary emails, she was one of those like kind of press people that they were paying to like show wow. for Hillary. Okay. So I didn't, and so this is like I didn't even notice these people I didn't respect were moving up in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because they're they're being good soldiers. They're playing yeah. their part, and they're being rewarded for it. So I see this really building up. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And my manager at the time, he goes, hey, I got an interview with you with uh, New York Times. I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. (laughs) I'm like, well, yeah. I I mean, my thing is, and I'm like, you know, like. Everyone reads the Times. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, you know, if you form a a lynch mob, I'm just against against, like lynch mobs because I feel like mistakes can be made in general. And I'm like, but this is even beyond that because I've never heard of a lynch mob peeling off from even going at, they forgot the name of the guy already other than saying he's my friend i never heard of lynch mob peeling off to go get somebody who said maybe we shouldn't have a lynch mob right not even at least lynching the rapist. like i like i said something like that new york times guy oh that's great then this fuck i don't know i can't remember his name he goes and finds that demented blogger he goes but women say kurt has tweeted women wrong somebody who's never met me other than online who's like yeah he has a history of abuse harassment and by the way, harassment was me inviting feminists onto my old podcast very politely. I'm like, this is harassment. That was around the time they started doing that fake on being harassed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, merely yeah. answer back. Yeah. So that's, new, that's the, the gray lady say. So, I mean, everything from that to like USA Today to every one of these fucking things. So now I'm getting fu- – and then Amy goes on. Wait, so I, before you get on to Amy, so yeah. – is it going through your head that, holy crap, this is New York Times? Well, from now on, when someone Googles me, this is the first thing they're going to see? No, it's going through my head like, is everybody fucking crazy? Like, okay. on the face of it. It felt surreal. I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck I said wrong. Now, what I did say wrong is I was very harsh laying into the chick I was arguing with, right? So so you could easily take that out of con. And, like, I've seen, like, uh, like you know, online feminist print quotes of shit I forgot I said, which I, I chuckle at. I'm like, I had something like, no, I'm not shaming victims. I'm shaming feminism. Pull your head out of your twat. and <laughs> Like, I had all this shit that I'm like, yeah, it's very poetic how I said that. I, I, I can't even remember the exact words. Sure. So that all became like this thing, like like misogynist writer. And, like, and then this girl's like, he has a history of harassing women online because I mocked her with that joke 10 yeah, years yeah. before. And, uh, and Amy's like, I don't, she called me. She's like, I don't know what to do. Like they're really, and so what I should say is like, don't say shit. Just don't do anything. But I, I'm not sad. I wasn't savvy about that. And I go, Hey, whatever you've got to do. Like, I don't know why you should have any repercussions or something. I said, you know, well, like, I think that was kind of cool of her to give you the heads up and, and touch base yes, with you instead yes, of just throwing certainly. you under the bus immediately. She, well, it, like I said, Oh, and also that got turned into, cause when I said like, I, I tried to relay that. Like, it's not like she was just like, I said, go, go ahead, do that if you have to do it. So that guy, you were giving Amy orders that became, I told her what to do in the, so, so at this point I'm some candidate with a failing campaign, but I've transitioned to, and, and everything I've said is if it can be taken in the worst way, yeah, yeah, 
like I they had a quote for me on a podcast where I go like like everyone in all walks of life gets raped from like if you're a hell's angel or a Hasidic Jew. They took it. They made it like I'm saying what everybody has to get raped. Uh, but what I was saying was it's pervasive through society. Yeah, yeah. They. No like one's safe from it. You, you can't be privileged and say it doesn't yeah, happen like to people like me. Yeah, like there's not a safe yeah. Like the place you think it's – so, you know, if I knew that I was ever going to go through that, yeah, I guess I would sit and scrutinize every word I ever but say. it wouldn't help. Do you think it would help? No. What would help is not to be online. The, the, but the, there's not yeah. – they would easily be able to take anything you said and misconstrue it. And they did. And, yeah. And, um, okay. And then I see – so – when I said that to Amy, I thought that meant like she would, and she would be like, I do not approve of what he said. She went on fucking Charlie Rose and they had a, and, and talked about how she told me to stop. Wait, holding. Charlie Rose, by the way, let's point no, out no, to no, people. No, I know. Okay. Okay. You're going to get to it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be good. I'll be good. Kurt, I'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, Michael Malice here. Want to tell you about Blue Chew. If you like getting intimate, you'll like bluechew.com. It offers performance enhancement for the bedroom. And it's free. If you go to bluechew.com and use promo code MALICE, all you got to do is pay $5 shipping for what? For chewables with the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You don't got to go to a doctor. You have an online physician consult with a real doctor who gives you a real prescription and it's sent to your door in discreet packaging for free. All you have to do is go to bluechew.com and use promo code MALICE and pay the $5 shipping, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. It comes to your door. You don't got to go to the pharmacy. You don't have to wait in line. And then you're going to have these chewables and you'll be saying, wow, this Michael MALICE really knows how to get me off. That's true. Let's get back to the show. So I never watched the interview. Now my girlfriend at the time and uh, my other friend who I later was they, they just hated Amy after that because I guess she went on there and said, "Yeah, I told Kurt to stop trolling." That really like makes me mad like cuz I was not trolling. I meant what I said, that's a shitty thing to do and go online and that's harmful to everyone and it doesn't help and they made it like my thing is like just shut up and go to the cops or or you know. And I was like, "Don't go you know, like I said my point was like don't handle it online like just maybe on the way to the cop on uh, <laughs> maybe uh, on the way to tweeting, hit up the cops if this guy's a serial rapist running around. Like, and here's the other thing. Even if the cops aren't going to do anything, if there's three police reports where nothing has been done, there's no evidence, that's still a paper trail. And that says right. something. Or we could just make it that uh, there's three tweets and that's uh, as good good enough for me. Sure. Which I didn't realize was the pro. This is pre-Me Too. Yeah. So, uh, so, and so, and I was just getting fucking slammed. Then like, I saw one, some open micer online who was like, when Amy goes, he doesn't work for me, the girl goes, we won, Think, taking it to mean that I had been fired, but I right. hadn't been. So now all said, I couldn't fucking believe it, and I got a call from Barry Crimmins, who I knew, do you know Barry Crimmins? He's a good uh, documentary called Call Me Lucky okay. on uh, Netflix, okay? He's a comedian that kind of started all the Boston comedy scene, some Chinese restaurant that they all, you know, like a bunch of comics started at. Um, and he, I met him a little bit and basically he got raped when he was four. Oh my God. Yeah. And he came out about his story is amazing. Really something. And, uh, he, he actually got a congressional hearing because when AOL and stuff first came out, there was so much child pornography. Yeah. That's still happening now on Twitter. Uh, uh follower of mine, yeah. Eliza, she's trying to fight it. And I talked about this on Rogan a bit too. It, people yeah. don't want to talk about it cause it's so disturbing. We don't well, want to think AOL, about it. AOL, because it was all like rich pedophiles who were yeah, yeah. who had the internet first, and he went through a, like a, 
you know, he'd been kind of like fat and he just went, got turned skinny looking at this stuff and his like trauma being brought. And he ended up before Congress testifying with the AOL rep and the AOL's like, we have a three strikes you're out policy for child pornography. And Barry goes, hey, listen, I love baseball as much as anybody, but I feel like three strikes. And then AOL was embarrassed and had like, he, he really did. So I had written to him before any of this, after I saw it, well, I tweeted him. I didn't write like, you know, right. But I, I was like, oh, that's, that's really like, it was something, you know? And, um, and he was a good guy and he really helps people. He wasn't like some dickhead online. He was almost like the equalizer. We went on tour yeah. together later and people from all over the country were like, yeah, Barry helped me this way. Like it was like Batman or something. Like he did a lot. No and, more like uh, Robin. <laughs> well, he had been, he had been, uh, some, the reason he called me was like, all these people were approaching him. We barely knew each other. And like, you need to disavow, you know, they wanted him to like, officially... Can I ask you that? Is that something that strikes close to you from a religious perspective in your upbringing? Cause what? the whole disavowal to me, I don't that, fellowship? Uh, yeah, I don't give because a I was it, very openly like fucking disfellowship. Man. No, no, hold on. But I mean, just like the, the concept of disavow, like when they asked Trump to disavow David Duke and white supremacists and the Proud Boys, which he had done, it's like, what does that literally mean? Like, I, I've never met these people. I've never taken their calls. It's I don't a care trap. what they think. It's no, a no, trap no. to imply that you at some point avowed them. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's what the whole trick. Have you stopped beating your wife? It's the. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's not oh. I changed my mind. Yeah. Like, uh, Right. So, so he called me up and we were just talking. I like, you know, I had like not sexual abuse, but heavy abuse, let's say growing up. And, uh, you just talked a lot and, uh, you know, cause the thing that that's wrong, that was wrong with me is like, why am I online flipping out? And like, like I used to be online, just stream of conscience, like whatever my craziness is, like so most people, that's what you're invited to do with sure, like, yeah. social media. And, um, you know, I started going to therapy and shit and like, he, he was very helpful to me. Meanwhile, all this shit's coming down. This Charlie Rose interview comes out where Amy represents me as uh, I was trolling and she told me to stop and Charlie Rose and then fucking Charlie Rose tweets at me. Well, Amy Schumer thinks uh, women should tell their story, which by the way, was my original point that women as should, if tell. You should as if you're implying the so opposite. I am now on the opposite side of my own point from fu- yeah. what Charlie Rose and Barry, at the time, he goes, by the way, Charlie Rose is a serial. He sexually has Brett Butler so notoriously and viciously. Like, the comedian. Like, yeah. He told me this like a long time ago. I was like, no shit. And I'm like, this motherfucker. So like, that's a me too. I really stand behind that sack of shit. Yeah, because- for people who don't know, Charlie Rose got me too very, very hard by multiple women. Yeah, and anybody that jumps on board with that, I assume you're a rapist of some kind. I, like, why would anyone be like, yo, this is fair? But no, yeah, right. you're probably not innocent. Like, we don't even have to consider that possibility. Like, it's only 2%. <laughs> if you're that 2%, it matters to you. Yeah, yeah. That's like the death penalty. I had Greg Gutfeld on my uh, podcast. I'm like, what if you get somebody innocent? Because I'm okay with that. And I was like, wow, you're very certain that it ain't going to be you. Well, that's yeah. off to you, man. So, uh, so then I started losing. Uh, I was, oh, I was about to start r- working for SNL for uh, writing for Mike Shea. Just we, SNL is a shit job, but I, I I like him a lot, and I I would been happy to write weekend update shit with him. Um, but SNL was like, we can't in light of this. It would be like we were rewarding Kurt Metzger. <laughs> That's wow. he flew. God bless him, dude. He took a flight from LA to New York to have dinner with them to talk to be like, what the fuck, like. 
but everybody's on board. This is like the thing. So this is the beginning of that kind of shit. So then I had like gigs and shit. It didn't, it didn't become apparent what it was, the kind of damage it did until later. Cause I would be like, have a show somewhere. You know, it's like, I don't care about playing Asheville, North Carolina so much, but like, it does bug me that like some owners like, Oh, people called and said, uh, we can't have your show here. I'm like, what the fuck? What am I supposed to never, you know, this is like months later and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then to Amy's credit, like she recommended me to, uh, I don't know when she talked to him to Sasha Cohen, which I wrote for that. Who is America show, which was, you know, I think she felt bad for going on that. And, uh, that's then then all the like the daily beast <laughs> and i had a friend uh who was on the the masthead of there that took her name off the masthead because they did it the, they go pro rape writer kurt metzger hired by sasha baron cohen so the whole point is to make you radioactive yeah for and, and make you as an example for other people yeah to never go and it is a good example people fucking utter cowards like I don't, I, I've never given a fuck about a job. A job like I just didn't want to have a job I hated, so I achieved yeah. that like eight years in, where I'm like, oh, I can live off comedy. Any like Hollywood, anything is like gravy. Like I'll, you know, I, I actually don't like writing for things because I'm lazy. I like doing stand up, but it's just a, a thing I had an aptitude for, and I I could get money for. Yeah. But I like I already been through like the oh everybody's gonna not you're gonna shun you if you fuck like good be I did it with Joe's wins fucking I don't give a fuck about you so uh yeah that went on and then um uh uh, uh oh okay so by the way but when it was in the thick of it it was crazy it was overwhelming okay and this girl who was one of the victims of this guy called me and she got my number from somebody in this woman's group. Cause she wanted to call me cause she wanted me to know she did go to the police. She's not an idiot. <laughs> she goes, I, I, I didn't like, I just don't think I'm a more, and she didn't tell me your name. Cause they had made me out to be, I give her yeah. credit. Cause they'd made me out that I am like a fucking rape loving monster. Yeah. And, uh, and, and you're we, a rape loving teddy bear. Yeah. We ended up talking like for a week every day. Oh wow. Okay. It was wild. Like she would call me and we'd just chit chat. And, and it was like surreal. Cause at a certain point she was like comforting me. <laughs> It's like for me, me like, and she told me the story of what this guy did, and I had no trouble believing. I was like, "Wow, it was shocking." Okay, and also I spoke. Oh, I forgot. Before that, a lot of times people don't don't appreciate that these women who are men who are raped, it's not literally just held down and forced to have sex. There's other things that often go with it, which are so specific and disturbing that you're like, "This isn't her just being like, oh, he raped me.'" It's like the details. It's either they're making up a great story or like no one can make this up. And, yeah, like, like, and by the way, like I said, it's not like I just believed her. It's not proven sure. whatever. I spoke to the guy. Bef- I forgot before that kicked off. A friend of his was like, oh, hey, can he call you? Now, I don't know why he would need to call me. Like now I'm a fucking rape detective. This is already it's out of hand before it even got out of hand. I'm like, yeah. but I was like, why are they saying this? And he goes, I don't know, because I didn't book him on my show, which right there. I probably should have suspected that. His, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and when I took all his heat, I never heard from him again. I remember like, Hey man, thanks for sticking up for me when all these people were, or just like never heard back from him ever again. This girl I heard from all the time. It turns out the f- initial post, she didn't put that up there. Some idiot feminist that she kind of knew posted that like a moron. Yeah. She hated the women's group. She was in, she was like funny. She, I, I she probably still works. I, I don't still know. Who she is, um, and she would say funny ass shit. She made, she said something like, I mean, at least the Cosby victims, they can say it was Bill Cosby. Like, 
Like she goes, please don't tell anyone I said that joke because she was afraid of the woman. The a rape victim is yeah. afraid of her women's group that she's in. The the person who facilitated me talking to her, I found out she hated that person. This person was some wingnut that just inserted herself into the. Because yeah. now it's time to get your glory, and that's the yeah, saddest yeah, yeah. part of this shit. Yeah. Is like peep. It's not going to do anything for any victim of anything. It's going to be a lot of people who did not go through it, communalizing your pain, so that yeah. oh yeah, we all were raped. We're all victims in a way, but you don't matter specifically, and uh and not and they'll turn on you in a heartbeat, even though should happen to you. Because it's not about you. It's about their fucking... Yeah, because now you're furthering and now you're an apologist and now you've internalized it and all their other jargon that they use. Okay, before I even... Barry even called me and like... Because I was getting manic. I, I mean, I had a break at one point where I, I had to like check myself into a, a psych ward because I was wow. like... It was it was crazy, dude. And uh, I had tried to like... Okay, well, I talked to this girl that I and I was like... and I felt, And then I felt bad where I'm like... Now it's going around that I say this guy's innocent, which I never said, and and like they're all it's all about me now, or like and and the actual thing is never, you know. So I I reach out to some feminist that was attacking me from Chicago to try to like I don't know. I went on a pot like I talked to this one for who was like who had commented, "You're finished," and then I just started talking to her because I got so many crazy, I got so many like rape threats. Yeah. from uh, butch lesbians about like my nieces and shit like great I hope you get and I hope they get and you did, like all this crazy shit and I would try to just like talk to them and like and I talked to this girl and so she was just a zealot it seemed like she was sincere but just a fucking zealot and I was trying to and then she had me go on her friend's show who's like a gender studies professor who also works in a taco truck now her friend is clearly the dominant one of the relationship and a real fucking like star, f- and my dumbass doing that. Uh, she like it's called feminist happy hour. I don't know if the episode's still up, but if you want to hear a man being fucking gleefully fucking beat down by a psychopath, while it, it I was just I wanted to go on the show because I'm like, listen, I, I really whatever you think about me, like I think I believe this chick, and I, it's getting lost, and it's upsetting me. And uh, she goes, don't try to make this about the rapist. <laughs> At one point, wow. at one point, she's it's live in an audience. I can hear people in the background. So she's putting on a show. Yeah. And she goes, uh, and I'm like, like she would just, fl- and I, I, at one point I was like, I said something like, I thought she couldn't hear me. I'm like, oh, do you understand? Like I said, do you understand? Cause I thought like my voice was cutting out and she's like, I am a gender studies professor. If you ask me if I understand one more time, I will hang this up. Do you hear me? I go, I, I, I just made the connections bad. I, I didn't, she goes, oh, no apology, by the way. Just on to that. She, and she's like, are you sorry for shaming rape victims? Like, that's what she wanted me on to. Then she wrote a fucking article in Esquire. Of course she did, dude. I talked to Kurt Metzger and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Esquire? This, then, when that was all, I couldn't believe it. And I'm like, your friend's a psychopath. You are naive. Yes, completely. Okay, that's, yeah. That's, uh, that's what uh, Lifetime of fucking Joe's Witnesses does to you. Um, yeah, well, I just also it was a real thing. And I was just like, I thought maybe a little bit of it mattered about the actual fucking crime of rape. I thought maybe that entered into it at all, but it's completely, uh, Barry told me it's just turf to them. Of course. She later texts me and she's like, Hey, that was great. And like, maybe I could come and work for you and Amy as like a gender consultant. She goes, I got to go right now. I got to be at the taco truck uh, by, at three. And I'm like, oh, you're going to do, you would do that for me. You would come and. 
Just sit over my shoulder. Like, who will make the tacos, though? That's what I don't understand, is who, who will, will lose someone in well, the taco We segment. know who's eating the tacos. We just don't know yeah. who's making and the I also, I also, I said it before, but I feel like I deserve credit for, like, never making, hearing she's a gender studies professor who works in a taco truck and just leaving it alone. <laughs> like, just, like, not even jumping on that. I feel like I get a, she get a pat on the head. Yeah, so, yeah, dude, if she were a guy, she'd be driving the truck. Oh, my God. <laughs> so that was like i mean i'm really consolidating it but the amount of like horse shit was unfucking believable and some people called me up and were like really you know who was fucking very nice like in a bad uh fucking rob schneider called me up and he's like listen oh, he's, he oh rob rob is like yeah. alex jones almost at this point yeah like he's and, like by don't... the way one of the nicest guys i met that guy yes. he showed up I, I, mean, I don't want to say Alex Jones in the sense of like in the sense that Rob no, the way really he gets trashed by people gets trashed, but also that Rob is really, really aware of how much total BS propaganda is out there. That's what I mean. I want to clarify. Yeah, he goes, that. listen, the wrecking ball, it hits you and it just yes. keeps moving to the next thing to wreck and don't like. And he was like, even like forgive Amy, like for uh, like I at the time wasn't mad at her like that. I, I, would, I wish she hadn't gone on Charlie Rose because really what fucked me more than any of these dipshit online feminist was that at the time that she's queen comedy officially in the yeah. press that 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 fucked me up more than any you know do you, 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 up for it by what? Do you guys have a good relationship now uh i i'll i'll say hi if she texts me or whatever but okay. i don't like uh i i really can't stand any of her like man like you know i i i i, I it it bothers me that somebody i, I it's not just her, there's a bunch of people i know who are like now pretend woke? Yeah. Who I know them, and I know that's not at all. Well, like they, her and Silverman and a few others, they got Sarah. They, Sarah, I will say, I don't think Sarah's faking. I think Sarah, like, and I talked to her a long time about that. It, not me, but just shit in general. The way she grew up, I think she's from like Connecticut or Vermont or something. And she's like, for me, when I was growing up, like being a good Jew means that you're a good Democrat. That's how she was. That's not what I mean. What I meant is they both got their start on being very, very outrageous and offensive. So you would expect them to have a little more leeway. Well, I think Sarah is way less pushing that than how Amy vocally. I I saw Amy. This bothers me. I saw her go on a thing and say, like, look, cancel culture is good. All the right people are getting canceled. If you look at Sarah Silverman's Twitter, and I don't have a relationship with her like you do, it's entirely. Yeah, but uh, okay. I'm not counting like. This is the thing with Twitter. It's like uh, all these people are Twitter at it. Like Patton Oswalt, I like a lot. And oh, at the time, fucking heavy.com, who I used to work for when I first got to New York writing Machinima. But I think they don't, you know, it's so much turnover. They became a clickbait site. Yeah. They fucking put a thing. Everything you need to know about Kurt Metzger's girlfriend, Karen Margot, where her parents work. Oh, you dated Karen? Yeah. That, we, I, we, were, we were together like 10 years. So, oh, so, wow. I, okay. So – her uh and Patton was and she said and Karen's like, What the fuck? Why why would you ever put something like that? And Patton yeah. like really re you know, like uh, the Trump thing has deranged a bunch of people and yeah. they're Twitter addicts. So like Patton, who I like and I is, is like a good I, I like I think he's a good guy, ultimately. He's a Twitter addict like all of them. And they and in a and also if you want to work, you better fucking believe. I think yeah, it's yeah. like to be in a cult and yeah, make yeah. yourself believe all the nonsense but he was never like there's people who i'm like oh you're i don't believe you 
Like, I, I don't believe Amy's wokeness at all. I, I, it bothers me. Like, it bothers me. But, you know, I, it's not like I would be like, oh, I won't talk. Like, if she texts me, I'll talk to her. But I, I, I think she couldn't even hear me if I told her what bothers me, you know? Um, hey, guys. Michael Malice here. I want to tell you about a sponsor that's near and dear to my person, Sheath Underwear. If you go to sheathunderwear.com and use code MALICE20, you get 20% off. Okay, here's what it is. It's stretchy fabric made out of moisture-wicking technology. They're boxer briefs. They brought them to the studio. I'm like, what is this? Because sheath is different from other underwear. They have dual pouches to keep your man parts separating. And I'm like, I don't know about this. Then I try them on, and now I wear them every day because they're so comfortable. And there's something so fun about having your underwear caressing your body while you're in a business interview or a meeting, or anything like that. Library. Go to the library. Just buy my book. Don't take them out there for free. If you go to sheathunderwear.com and use promo code MALICE20, you get 20% off. They got a ton of different styles too. They had four different types of camo so that your genitals could be even more invisible. You know who I'm talking about. That's you. They also have ladies' underwear. I don't know what's being hidden there. It's not my thing to have ladies' underwear. I'm a guy. I wear guys' underwear. Let's get back to the show. So, uh, uh, where was I going with this? Um, it was, you're out of control. You had a manic episode. Oh yeah, that was that. And then, um, and then when I later got a job again, they fucking tried to fuck me with that. Did it, did it so, work? Well, I don't know how, I mean, look, if you just like a middle-aged white guy, you're not, they cast writers now. It's not like you right. get hired for your writing. So if I never had a, fucking black mark from the woke press on me i probably would but now it'll be like like uh they're like oh we we, we might we can't take the heat in, in case this happens so that's not so you know I, I like i said i don't i don't give a shit about working on hollywood things like i wish i had spent my time just doing a podcast like rogan did or just building up stand-up it was just yeah. that was a way to money so that was an inconvenience for sure um and I and I am sorely disappointed by a lot of fucking comedians like like Sarah, who I like, always was sweet, and I always liked her. And like, I'm just like, are you seriously? You're you're gonna like go along with this thing that's the exact opposite of, I mean, a thing that's so akin to being a Nazi. Yeah, yeah. And you're gonna pretend it's to fight these fucking imaginary Nazis that are, who are not, they're not burning the books. Like that's your side burning books and fucking, yeah. you know. Like the full, the Harry Potter full circle of, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. when it was the fucking churches doing it when Harry right. Potter came out. Because it's demonic because, and black magic, yeah. Yeah, and that's the only threat to a made up nonsense thing is, is something else imaginary that's more fun. Yeah. Not science is not a threat to religion at right. all. It's, it's that. And so now it's like the craziest of trans activists that are burning them. It's amazing to me because they have a made up ideas in their head and, and, and it's like, I, it just like bothers me that because I, I, comedy is a thing that like I really am into and it was like my only survival. And I mean, literally, like I can't function in a HR environment really long term. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm oh, just not that type of person. I, when I was in, I'll tell you a story about that. So you and I are, are alike in that regard. I one of my first jobs graduating college when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do was working Goldman Sachs and I was doing tech support for them. And we had a review and so how it worked, it was a very stressful job. Uh, the phone rings and it basically went through the whole team one at a time and someone freaking out. 
and they had a problem with Word, Excel, Access, or PowerPoint or some other program. And on the spot, it was like living in a game show. You had to be able to solve the problem that's seeing their computer. It, it's tough and intense. And this person is really high powered. And they're, by the time they're calling you, they're really like lost. And so the phone stops and you have a little downtime. And the phone rings again. That was your day, right? Every moment is like a, a panic or whatever. So we're doing the evaluations. They go, oh, you know, sometimes we notice that there's downtime and you go online. Uh, the laptop lab could use some help because they're kind of swamped. And I literally said this. I'm not, I'm not, I said no. And they go, what? <laughs> I go, yeah, I wasn't hired to do laptops. I don't know anything about laptops. I'm not interested in learning laptops. I'm not going to help them. Yeah, you're supposed to be a suck up. And the, the way that I said it in that way, it looked like yeah, right. Like, I, I was print, a crazy looks, person. Like a crazy extra. person. No, no, this wasn't like a person. It was face-to-face, dude. I said wow. no. Yeah, wow. Oh, yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not. And I didn't do it sarcastic. I said no. And they're like, what? It, it's just like, it's like, if you're at dinner and someone says, hey, can you pass me the gravy? And the person just goes, no. It's like, what, <laughs> what, what, does, that, what does that mean? What does it mean? Like, you want well, all gravy? That, I think that would be and crazy I, I, not pass gravy. I think the thing you're doing is- right. How but from you, their perspective, it was the same as if saying, I'm not going to pass the gravy. Yeah. It had made no sense in their universe. And that mentality, by the way, is how sexual abuse happens because people will not advocate for themselves because they don't want to jeopardize their dreams and fucking all these suck ups, just like craving careerists. They're like, why would you ever say something that goes against the grain? Don't you want your career? But blah, they blah, need blah. help. They're not asking you to do things for no reason. They're a swamp. Good. Hire somebody. And blow yeah, or pay me to do it, motherfucker. Like, like yep. that's half the problem with the overtime is that beaten down. There's so many people like that. They're like, I wouldn't dare. And that that also bothers me is the amount of people who are like, I don't think you were wrong at all, but I wouldn't dare say that you weren't wrong. I'm so glad that I did this. And I and there was another time where it was even worse. And I in my head, I'm like, this is like one of those moments in the movies where like, this is the kind of choice that's going to resonate with you for the rest of your life. You had a fight club uh, going to <laughs> blackmail them for <laughs> start beating yourself up. <laughs> Don't spoil the movie, Jackass. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry to spoil the movie. It turns out they're gay at the end. <laughs> They've been gay the whole time. It turns out he's been gay the whole time. You know, Patrice O'Neill said to me one time in a car and I, he goes, and he goes, yeah. That, and I remember feeling like shamed by, he goes, yeah, fight club's like the ultimate white guy movie. I was like, oh, God, he's right. <laughs> it's the Why? ultimate guy movie. What, you the black people like fighting each other? That seems kind of no, silly. No, they don't have that feeling like we've lost something by not fighting. And oh, we can get away yeah, from yeah, our yeah. lives of working in an all. Like, the black people find me like, what? Like, I'm trying to get out of that life. <laughs> oh, boo-hoo, no one punches me in the face. <laughs> like, what are you rolling around? I don't want to roll around with dudes like that. I'm, I live in the hood and I'm slightly homophobic because <laughs> we go to prison a lot. Yeah, and he was goddamn right. And I remember one time, and I, and I remember it vividly because one time I said I mentioned to him that we were on the road at this time. It's like early two thousands. There was this sweatshirt that had diamonds and dollar signs all over it, and it looked like shit. Yeah. It was the worst. And I remember mentioning like, who the fuck would wear that? I just remember saying, he goes, and he, he was driving his place. Like, I bought that sweatshirt. I think I paid a lot of money for it. <laughs> was he joking? Was he messing with you? Was he serious? Dead serious. Dead serious. And it was such a funny thing because I was like. I was like, oh, it's not even like a black thing. It's like trying to be who you thought was cool in high school. Hold on, Kurt. I got it. This is the first time I'm telling this story. I can't believe this happened. I was on a plane and, you know, they had that catalog of crap you can buy. There's like the thing that waters your dog and, and you know, this, this, whatever, all, like a mattress. And in that 
the catalog, there was this shirt, this little girl, eight years old, and she has her arms like this. And the shirt says, it's not easy being a princess. And in the description, they're bragging that it's or princess is dotted with a real rhinestone. And I cut it out because I'm like, this is so cringe. I can't believe it. Right. And hand to God, my dad bought it for my sister because we're immigrants. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, wow. That's how low taste it is. It's something. Yeah, you come out of the ghetto. Ooh, back this in is rhinestone. <laughs> rhinestone. <laughs> what is rhinestones on shirts. The streets, <laughs> the streets are paved with rhinestones. <laughs> you can't stop crying. In Russia, they stone you. <laughs> That's like really immigrant. Yeah, yeah, right. Holy shit. Yep. I, she, I, I couldn't. Play. She wore it all the time, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm so embarrassed. Do I? My my recent ex girlfriend. We were at her uh, her brother's house, and like she has little nieces. They're really cute. And her, her, but the uh, the mom bought the one uh, this thing called a mermaid pillow. Yeah. It's like got a bunch of like, it looks like it was, it's kind of bizarre because it looks like it was made from the skin of a mermaid. If that's the, I don't know what they were going for, but it's got like this like fake scales kind of on the one yeah. side. And then on the front, it's all affirmations. It says I'm smart, like Stuart Smalley shit. Like, <laughs> I'm smart. Breathe, I can breathe underwater. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, I mean, that would be more realistic than what the, because it goes, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm smart, I'm kind. I'm something. I'm funny, okay. And then she would with the and this this little girl's like two. She's very cute. She goes and she reads it with her, and the little girl goes, "I'm strong," and she does, and she goes, "I'm funny." And I'm like, "All right, first of all, you're two, so I mean, yeah, you're funny, but like, let's say you write material at my age when you've been through life, like, yeah, yeah, But why would you need to? Like, I, it's so appalling to me the very concept of that of just telling someone they're these things. Right. And like, there's a whole bunch of people that think that's good. Like you just need affirmations for no reason. I guess they're called women. <laughs> you got to fucking, and it, and I'm like, and why is funny on there? It's like, uh, it's basically another kind of pretty now. Like I everything's think funny a kind is more of pretty. that means people want to be around you and you're going to be easy to make friends with. I think that's what that's code for. Yeah, but you're probably right. It's it's just like a personally offensive to me as a comedian, <laughs> but, but I just like, w- w- like, she better think, be funny when she grows up. If you, you put know what this, I think hey. it is. Here's what I think it is, and we have to. This is a dark comment, but I'm gonna. I think this is what it is. I think a lot of people have low self esteem. Yeah. And I think a lot of people have low self esteem for rational reasons because their brain perceives that they don't bring much to the table, and this bugs them out. Sure, but not a two year old. Two year old doesn't even know they're supposed to bring anything to the table. They can't even drive. They're yeah, useless. Like, <laughs> like, what do they bring to the table? But <laughs> diarrhea. But like that's your age to not bring shit to the table. Right, You're a fucking right. baby, and that's what the idea is like. Once you tell somebody they're great young, there is a thing of like fake it till you make it. I like I get that that's a thing, but it's just so bizarre. My nephew is just turned three. He is very very funny. So I don't know if you saw this on my Instagram. One of them I had uh, learning about our heritage. So showing him like uh, the um, hand, the Jewish hand, the Zohar. Then the second picture is me writing a number on his forearm. And the third picture was me showing him the inside of an oven. <laughs> it got pulled from Facebook, but it's still on Instagram. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> it's oh, it's, it's, Instagram still TikTok is on the fence about it, but we're <laughs> <laughs> it's perfectly fine in Germany. Okay, Kurt, we are running out of time. Oh shit! What has been your favorite part of this interview? Uh, I think that rhinestone thing is will delight me for a while. <laughs> <laughs> 
while because it's such a like oh that's the image anytime you see like what is this fucking nonsense you're like oh like i totally get that you know like i'm not from another country and of course like that seems great and it's like a perspective you know you are welcome <laughs>